Welcome back to Boy Band Break, where we encourage you to take a break from your day and join us in some great boy band conversation. As always, my name is Diane. I'm Chinzia. I'm Sophia. And I'm Lydia, a.k.a. Mama Lou. And there's a birthday coming up on October 6th. Uh, from in real life, Sergio Calderon. He'll be 19 years old. Oh my God. Gross. He's not 19 yet. Nice and ripe. Mm. Happy birthday, Sergio. You can drink in Canada. Ironically, Happy you guys don't tour here. But, you know, birthday. if you did. Happy Woo-hoo. birthday. He was my pick from day one. I was going to say, like, he was Me like too. He was pretty good, yeah. Not on my team. But obviously, I did not win the boy band break. The boy band pool. 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 There we go. That's because I did. The dead pool. Alrighty. Anyways, okay, so um, let's get into this because we got a lot to talk about. Mostly chins, yeah. No um, pressure. Okay, so we had a few requests, and by a few I mean two, to talk about Dream Street. And the problem is we knew nothing about Dream Street. And so we were like, cool, how can we talk about a band we know nothing about? And then... As we've mentioned, we made a meme. Which table would you sit at? You know, thinking that no one listens to this podcast, we were like, we'll just use our top 10 boy bands that we picked because nobody cares. And apparently, it, I don't, I don't, I don't know if it went viral. I don't know what the okay. What the it went viral for us because over a yeah. hundred people, yeah, yeah exactly. It. <laughs> yes. it was and like it was, a few hundred people, so we were like, "Whoa, where but did like, this all come from?" I don't, I don't think "viral" is the right word. No, um, but it, it was popular in the boy band community. Yes, and airborne because like it's not like viral, but it's like oh, it's an airborne virus. Yeah, yes, like yes. you know. Okay. Okay. So we were very, (laughs) very unaware that uh, Westlife has a lot of fans. And they were very angry at us for not including them in the table. And I would just like to say... Blame Chinzia. Didn't you mean Dream Street? No, 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 no. So we had some requests for for Dream Street. And then... We're, we're, we had these angry Sorry, people sure. being like, well, if Westlife's not there, then I don't want to be there. This is bullshit. And why is Five there and not Together? And why is... Together's a fake band. Why are they there and not, not Westlife? Together. Sorry, I said Together. I met Five and Together there and not Westlife. And I was just like, okay, everybody relax. I'm sorry. And we did briefly mention them in a previous episode. We did a British boy band thing yes. where we included them because they're part of the UK. You know what I mean? Like, But we just, we're from Canada. We don't know a lot about Westlife. And so the topic for today's episode is boy bands we know nothing about. Woo! Yay! Very little. Prepare to learn some information, guys. Now we know some things, not a lot. So please feel free to give us more detail or correct us for any inaccuracies. Listen, please I'll don't take do this it because I'm already having anxieties. No, this okay, episode. don't correct. She's gonna start crying, please. <laughs> I can take it if I say something wrong. Just tell me because I'm cool. I, I want to learn. Okay. I also would like to learn. I want to see you learn. I wanna see you love. That's okay, an O Town no. reference. Anyways, we do talk about that. Um, we like boy bands from the '90s. I guess Westlife is also yes. from the '90s. Whatever. Okay. Listen, are we gonna t- say the names of the four bands we're talking about, or are we just gonna do our thing? I uh, you better talk about that because well, we're very obviously thorough. gonna talk about Westlife and Dream Street, yes. and then Sophia is gonna talk about Five Seconds of Summer. Five Sauce. Sauce. 
Yes. Five Apparently sauce. Apparently that's what they named we'll them. We'll do that when we get there. And then I'm going to bring it home with a band that we kind of briefly messaged. Messaged. Wow. Did, message them? did you message oh. them? Nope. When? Mentioned is the word I was going for. Mentioned. Um, in the Together episode, Big Time Rush. No one asked for this, but here we are. All right. Let's get started with Westlife. All right, Chinzia. Go okay, ahead. So, um, get comfy, everybody. <laughs> I, I regret get this Get some decision. tea. You need a snack. Sit down. Okay, enjoy. Now you guys are stressing me out. You're I'm not, very stressed out about no this. There's no need to be stressed. The Everyone Westlife has their snacks. Are very cheers to you, Westlife. Passionate about their band. And yeah, they are. So they want to hear about them. Yes, but I feel like any information that I say, they'll be like, we already knew all this stuff, blah, blah, but blah. But we didn't. And we want to be educated. Educated. Okay. You so want to educate others too. So exactly. I would like to say that our information came from Wikipedia, and I printed out pages, and there's 36 <laughs> of them, and I'm having a panic attack. So there's a lot of information that I did not go through. So, anyways, we're just going to go through, and we'll give you a very brief, by Chinzia standards, synopsis of Westlife. I would like to state, first of all, that I actually do like Westlife, and I have mentioned them several times. And they all look at me like I'm insane because they've never heard their songs. Before. I also I agreed with one you. One of their songs, the one that you always mention. Swear it again? Yeah. Yeah, I've heard I that know one. that song. All right. I'm just saying I'm not a Westlife fan. I if you ask me to name the wet members of Westlife right now in the five minutes before you're going to say them, I don't know. Does Same. anybody want to guess any members' names? Is there a Nick? There is not. Is, is there, there a Oh, yes, there's a Nicky. Nikki counts. All right. Okay. Charlton? No. <laughs> no. Is there a Joe no. or Joey? No. There's a Brian. Oh, nice. Okay. Right. Let's just jump into it. All right. Let's jump in. Okay. <clears throat> so Westlife or initialized as W or WL are an Irish pop vocal group. They were formed in 1998 in Sling. Sligo, Ireland. Sligo, Luckily Slig- Irish. Sligo and Dublin, Ireland. Um, they So they got together in 98. They disbanded in 2012. They reunited in 2018. And they're still currently back. Hooray. So during, they're doing very well. So they have, they had five members. So the members were, and I apologize in advance if I pronounce these incorrectly. Shane Thillen, Bylan. Marcus Feely? <laughs> Feely? Feely, maybe? I'm not laughing at your name. I'm Kian, laughing at Chinzia. Kian Egan, Nikki Bryan, and Brian McFadden. So Shane, Marcus, Kian, and Nikki are all still members. Brian has left the group. Oh, ages no. Ago. Is he still alive? Uh, yes. Okay. I think. Are they mad at him? Because there was somebody that I thought was dead in a boy band, and I can't remember. It must Was it a boy a zone? People, Who knows? And I, I think I met Westlife. I'm like 99. It was either Westlife or Boyzone. I met them at Much Music with Gina way back in the day. No, wasn't it the, the it was Boyzone? Robbie Williams band? No, it was not the Robbie Williams Let's band. Let's take oh. that. Let's take that. And so no. You had it. a nice I'm, anecdote about I'm, Robbie Williams. That, that was a different event. Oh, okay. Yes. But I'm pretty sure I met Westlife. They had little cards from a cereal box. I asked them to sign it. They said, sure, later. And then they didn't. Rude. Unless it was Boy Zone, so then we'll great. blame them. I don't know. But I'm pretty sure it was Westlife. Anywho, moving no on. Idea. So uh, they were originally signed by Simon Cowell. Wow. wow. The in, Lou Pearlman of the, the UK. In the UK, yep. Clive Davis in the US. 
So he was, uh, was that more of an O-Town thing or an NSYNC thing? Uh, no, I think Clive, Clive Davis, Davis signed 98 Degrees. Weren't they signed to Motown yes. Records? Yes. Possibly. And they were managed by Louis Walsh and Sonny somebody. Louis. No idea. Okay. Not that so, Louis, um, <laughs> So their international self-titled studio album was called Westlife. It came out in 99. Then uh, Coast to Coast came out in 2000, World of Their Our Own in 2001, Unbreakable, The Greatest Hits, Volume 1 in 20, 2002, Turnaround 2003, and there was a whole bunch of other things. Uh, Brian McFadden left the band in 2004, um, and then the four remaining members continued to do their stuff. Did it say why? Are they mad uh, at it him? It did later on. Uh, so the, the additional albums they did... Cover albums, Allow Us to Be Frank, which I think is Frank Sinatra covers possibly in 2004. Oh, how whimsical. The Love Album in 2006. And then they had studio albums Face to Face, 2005. Back Home, 2007. Uh, Then they took a one-year hiatus of studio recording in 2008, regrouped, released Where We Are in 2009, Gravity in 2010, Greatest Hits in 2011 then they took an eight-year break and then um their 11th album spectrum came out in 2019 so recently i guess maybe we might do an episode i don't know Uh, okay so they have sold over 45 million studio albums and 55 million records worldwide uh 33 albums peaked number one globally from 99 to 2011 they've received over a billion views on their official youtube channel uh, and they have more than 2.2 million subscribers. Uh, there's oh, a whole bunch of good. streaming numbers, but that's only important to Aaron Carter. Oh, um, so they, uh, their hit singles. So th- I highlighted the ones that I've heard of, but there's more. Uh, so Swear It Again is the one that we know. Uh, Flying Without Wings, I Have a Dream, Uptown Girl, When You're Everybody Looking Like That, that uh, You Raise Me Up. Um, no. So they've done a lot of covers. They've done a lot of covers. They've done a lot of covers, yes. Oh, okay. So that's like their thing. Uh, 19 out of their 29 singles um, were released in the United Kingdom. So anyways, they have, sorry, they have the most certifications for a boy band in the UK singles chart after Take That. So I guess Take That has a little bit more than them. Uh, they are holders of the following Guinness Book of World Records, the first to achieve seven consecutive number one singles in the UK, most public appearances in 36 hours by a pop group, most singles to debut at number one on the UK chart, and top selling album group in the United Kingdom in the 21st century. Um, they are one of the most successful musical groups of all time. And on the best-selling boy band of all time list, they are currently eight worldwide. Okay, sorry. Let me just quickly interject. Um, the the most boy band seen in like a 30-hour period? 36 hours. Okay, that's not really fair because Europe is very tight and they can just, it's like a two-hour car ride to France. And I'm looking this up because I just, for comparison, wanted to see when like... The Backstreet Boys did the Round the World tour thing? No, 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 no. Sorry, I'm, I'm back on albums sold. Yeah. Because first, fifty-five million. I'll be, I'll be honest. I was like eleven albums. Dang, like that's Backstreet Boys only released ten. But then I was like, well, Backstreet Boys also sold a hundred and thirty million before DNA, so God knows what it is now. Um, and so I'm like, so how the hell is it so low? I really think they're only popular in the UK because, like, so for that's where I get. It. So this is what I'm getting to. This line here, yes, yeah, sorry. 
For comparison, they've sold similar to InSync, and InSync was only active really. Which is shocking. I remember when I looked at this list. From like 97 to like 2002. InSync was so low on the list, but they only had, what, three albums maybe? That's what I mean. So InSync sold similar in three albums that they did in 11? Right. So it says, Westlife is one of the most successful musical groups of all time. On the best-selling boy band list, they're eighth worldwide. The biggest selling boy band from Ireland in history globally, which I would agree. It's nice. Seems so. And the largest selling boy band not from the United States since the Bay City Rollers in the 70s. And the highest and only one on the list that did not have a major break in the U.S. Okay. So they are very big in Europe and various other countries like Asia. They like yes. So forgive us. Africa, like they've all over the place. We're There's, from Canada. We know so not about Westlife. We did know a bit. So when, again, as we've brought up YTV's hit list quite a bit and much music, they did play um, Westlife quite a bit, um, especially Swear It Again yep. and all those ones. Um, that was probably the biggest one that they played. So... Again and, on. and I listen to that song all the time and I very much enjoy it. I know. So, okay, so. <laughs> I mean, I love that. I love it. So here's the history of this. I'm just going to do a really brief one and I picked out some interesting things from it. So, um, so Kean, Mark, and Shane were all schoolmates and they went to Summerhill College in Sligo, Ireland. Uh, they were all in a production of Greece with three other guys. Okay which I'm not going to say their names because I'm sure it's not that important. So that was considered the start of Westlife. So these six guys, they were the start of Westlife. They were high school besties. They were, they were the, the T-Birds. Yes. So they were called Six as One and they started in 97. That then sounds they, like an orgy. Sounds like a fun time. Right? <laughs> uh, they changed their name to I-O-Y-O-U. So I-O-U. Uh, and then... Egan, which one is this one? So Kean was part of a punk rock band before this called <laughs> Scrod or Screwed, S-K-R-O-D. Scrotum. So they kind of did their own thing. They, they made some songs, whatever. So then uh, Lewis Walsh, who was the manager of fellow Irish boy band Boyzone, knew about the group um, and they were contacted by uh, Shane's mom. And um, they were unable to get a record deal with Simon Cowell because, and this is a quote that I thought was brilliant. So Cowell, so this was the six member band. Uh, He told Walsh, you're going to have to fire at least three of them. They have great voices. But they are the ugliest band I've ever seen. Oh, oh my god, amazing! Oh my yeah. god, oh. how horrible is that? And then the three members. No, but I've heard that Simon Cowell's like that. Wow, yeah, so you didn't think too that much. he was like such an. He's dude. Simon Cowell, American true, Idol. He was true. crazy, but like wow, like if you were those three other guys, Derek Graham and Michael, I'm the like, ugly one. like <laughs> you're but ugly. I mean, you got a good voice, ugly. Get maybe out. Simon Cowell hadn't branched out to the states yet and didn't know. Like, I mean, has he seen new kids? No they're offense, blockheads. There's some cute members, but there's some one. not cute members. Yes. Okay, so um, when the Ugmos got kicked out of this group, then they held auditions in Dublin. They actually kicked ugly people out. Yes. They did. What? Oh, so good lord! Went oh, I thought the- it was like a no. We're gonna keep our. Brother no, 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 no. Wow. They're a five-member boy band. Ouchie. So they kicked out three, <laughs> and then they held auditions in Dublin, and that's where Nikki Bryn, Byrne, and Brian McFadden were recruited. They must have been good-looking. Yeah, I, I can so. I can confer. I believe they were both the blondes, and yes, I agree. 
Um, Blonde's always added a bit Brian of Brian McFadden was also part women. of an group, true. B group at this time. So this new group of the five of them uh, was July 3rd, 1998. They called themselves West Side, but that was already used by another band, so they changed it to West Life. Um, so they were... Okay, so my favorite th- little thing here is that Brian... So Brian is B-R-I-A-N. He decided he needed to change the name of the spelling of his name to B-R-Y-A-N because it would be make nicer autographs and easier <laughs> to sell autographs. So yes. It's interesting. Yes. So that's that. Um, okay. So their first big break came in 1998 when they opened for Boyzone and the Backstreet Boys in Dublin. Oh, but just there, not just in, just in Dublin. Okay. Uh, then they won a smash hits party. So they had, a, they were on a bunch of TV shows and they kind of did stuff like that. Um, their international breakthrough came on their debut album, Coast to Coast. And that was uh, between 99 and 2002. Um, if I Let You Go was released it had some singles there Flying Without Wings uh, was included on the soundtrack for Pokemon the movie 2000 Ooh, so, interesting yeah, so I that's also kinda... have some interesting news about Pokemon ah interesting okay <laughs> uh, so then their first album called Westlife was released in 90, November 99 went number 2 in the UK number 1 in Ireland um, it doesn't say where they went. The rest, so yeah. So there's, they had they released "I Have a Dream," "Seasons in the Sun." So they did a bunch of that stuff. Then, if you want to go and find out a lot about the detail detail of all of their albums, just go to Wikipedia. There's a lot of interesting stuff there. Um, just gonna skip ahead. So Brian decided with to leave a Y with the Y at this point. On March 9th, 2004, three weeks prior to embarking on their fourth world tour. So I just want to skip ahead and say that they have had 13 world tours, 13 tours they've done. World tours or just um, like UK tours? Some of them are world, some are UK. I didn't, they had a bunch of promotional tours too. So yeah, I think they did like 13 of them and they've released 29 singles and 11 albums. Um, so before their fourth world tour... Brian left the group to spend more time with his family. Okay. Uh, and six he months later, no, no, no. He pulled a six oh. months later. Release, release solo music project. Oh, no. No. he pulled a Justin. He pulled a Justin. No, no, Justin no. Timberlake. Justin. So uh, they had a press conference that day. All the boys gave emotional speeches. Um, Why did he do this? Their last to us? performance was February 27, thousand and four. So then he went to their first day of the new tour, like just as an audience member, and then oh, the other so four awkward. continued that doing is their really stuff. Weird. It's like it's like you know, like, like that Shia LaBeouf where he's like clapping really <laughs> weirdly in the audience. Ooh, no thanks. Actually, yes. Brad Pitt. What did you see that thing where he was like in the audience of Ellen? Oh a, no, I heard about it though. It was really weird. All right, continue, Tintin. Oh, I didn't read this part before, but uh, apparently the last time the five reunited in public was when Brian acted on an Irish reality show called Anonymous, where he disguised himself as a fan in an album signing event of the group in 2005. Um, and then I guess, like yeah, I don't know. So he had a solo career. Um, he went back to Brian with an eye. <laughs> He released his first solo reel to me, which uh, entered the UK chart at number one. And his first album was called Irish Sun. It was under Sony Music. And he did some other stuff with moderate success, it says. Uh, Then there's a whole bunch more reading. And that's when I started having a panic attack. 
Uh, so their 10th anniversary was a 2008. Um, he and Bean anniversary? So from 2005 okay. to 2008, uh, they were the top three touring act during that time, apparently. Uh, Globally or just? I don't know. Okay. Ireland? I have no idea. So they um, sold out 27 shows, sold over 250,000 tickets. They got a plaque. They So they... Um, Put, did one of those hand things at the Wembley Square of Fame, which is close to like the Hollywood Walk of Fame, but over there. Uh, yes, so that was that. They took a bit of a break. They, had, they split up in 2011. Another break. Oh my God. So no, so breaks. in 2011, they confirmed that they broke up with Simon Cowell after 13 years. Um, he was a dick. There was just a bunch of stuff going on. I don't know. There's lots of stuff. They, um, so they had a farewell tour in 2012, and it sold out in minutes. And then after 14 years, 26 top 10 hits, including 14 number one singles, 11 top five albums, seven of which hit the top spot. They've sold over four to four million albums, 10 sold out tours. Then they decided they were going to go their separate ways. So that was in Again? 2012. So no, so this was 2012. Oh, this <laughs> so was no. the official breakup, not just a hiatus. Okay. Yes, so the other ones were kind of hiatuses. Um, and then since the split... Here's what I want to know. Yes. And not to interrupt Chinzia. Interrupt away. But And I feel like this, this, it's... I, I do enjoy New Kids on the Block, but my beef is that they're like, we've been a band for 30 years. And I'm like, but you took like a 10-year gap. Yes. So does that really count? Like Backstreet like, hasn't taken a break. They have taken no break. So theirs is real. Agreed. But... I feel it was like kind of like a year and a half where they weren't doing much, but yes, but, but they, were the part, they were still a band. Yeah. Yeah. They never officially were like yeah, we're break up broken up. Like they was close when they, when Nick was kind of in his wild days, but yeah, they got over it. You mean AJ? Wild. No. Oh yeah, AJ had wild days too. Remember, remember the movie when they yes, were in like yes. and they're like, "You gotta come." He's like, "You talking my pigs? I'm late." Remember? Yes, I remember. Yes, I do remember. All right, sorry, continue, okay. Westlife. Uh, okay, so after they split up in 2012-ish, uh, they, the four lads released Lods. separate al- albums and singles. By, oh, shoot, I forget their first names. Hold up. Shane had three studio albums, and he had singles and tours, and he was a support act for Lionel Richie. Uh, and he had a top five hit in the UK. Uh, Marcus associated with an independent record label and released some albums and singles. He also was a supporting act for Mariah Carey and Wet, Wet, Wet. Oh what my. the heck well, is that? I'm assuming that's a band, what? but I don't know. Uh, Kian was voted King of the Jungle in Ooh. ITV's I'm a Celebrity series, so which what? I think it's one of those, like, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. Like, oh, it's like a surreal yeah. life or something. And they're like, it's like Survivor. So they yes. kind of like, put I them do all recall together, this like, I'm a celebrity, one. get me out of here type thing. I've heard okay. of it. Right. We should really watch some of those. I feel like I feel they'd like be funny. Trisha, Trisha Paytas has probably I think she was something. on something, yeah. Something similar. Uh, so he released one studio album with singles. He was a coach of The Voice in Ireland, and he has been a support act for Boyzone. And then Nikki released one studio album. He was on Strictly Come Dancing UK. He's hosted several major Irish television and radio shows. And he's represented Ireland in Eurovision with a song that was also his debut song. So he's like So they've kind of Mario done Lopez stuff together. In the UK. But Mario Lopez was not in a boy band. Maybe more like Nick uh, Lachey. Maybe, yeah. So on October 3rd, 2018, uh, the Irish Sun reported the band would officially announce their comeback online sometime that day. 
At exactly 8 o'clock that day, they formally announced there would be new music and a tour on their social media accounts and Instagram. Uh, fan reaction was crazy. Uh, oh, quick so question. Yes, doing well Why there. do boy bands break up, come back together, break up, come back together? Do you think it's a money thing? Yes. Okay, fair enough. I feel like their egos get too big and then they don't like sharing the spotlight with each other. And then when it cools and down. And it becomes like a pissing contest. Yeah. And then they break up and they're like, oh shit, now I'm not popular at all. I get back and to I the have basics. no money, so I need to make I some money. I want Michael Jordan well, back. Yeah, yeah. It's just, I feel like eventually the nostalgia comes in and probably at that point in their lives they want to have families and do stuff and whatever and then they start missing it and their fans are still like oh we still love you blah 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 and they're yeah, like oh, like, oh and, this was a good way to make money and then when they see success of other bands that have reunited they're like oh these guys have done okay let's try it so oh, come on Serial Joe get that's on true. it that's true yeah it's not happening in sync <coughs> just with four it's okay okay so uh, popularity. So Westlife's debut album and single coincided with the boy band popularity. I'm not going to say that word because it makes no sense. Um, and the success was most well, what's apparent. What's the word now? You got to say it. Apogee? Apogee. Epogee? <laughs> A-P-O-G-E-E? Apogee. Yeah. I've never heard that word. Okay, before. good. I'm not the, uh, We're learning. the only dumbass here. Okay, cool. Um, their success was most apparent in Ireland, the UK, most of African, Asian, Australian, and European continental countries. They had album certifications in Brazil, Brazil, Brazil. Mexico, and the United States. 13 worldwide concert tours sold over 5.5 million tickets. April 2001, over 1 million fans wanted to chat with the lads from 122 countries. They were voted worldwide as the best boy band on MTV Battle of the Boy Bands. With 32 boy band choices in 2012, the battle between Backstreet Boys and them had the highest rate of votes with over 1 million people voting, but they beat the Backstreet Boys. What? Impossible. And then the final one was between them and the Jonas Brothers, and then they won with the Jonas Brothers. Well, I feel like it was 2012, and like, let's just face it, like Backstreet and all 90s boy band fans were probably not watching MTV, really. I'm trying to think what I was doing in 2012. I think you're right. Uh, I feel like I was already, like, working, and, like, I wasn't, like, at home watching MTV and voting on things. No. Yeah, yeah that's true. Uh, in the 2000s, Sword Again became a popular song for weddings and funerals. In the funerals? Uh, uh, what? No. Oh. Why funerals? Okay. Flying Without Wings was listed seventh most popular song for wedding dances in the UK. Um, you Raise Me Up and Flying Without Wings was also you for funerals. Up. Yep. Um, so yes, yeah, so there's quite uh, there's quite a lot of information about funeral songs. So that's okay. Good. Oh my god! Um, yeah, you know, I guess. they've had a lot of artists cover them. There's a whole list. So if you want to check that out, there's lots. Okay. Um, and then it says, despite their popularity, some artists have expressed dislike for the group. What? I've heard about this. So Shocking. Eminem, Christina Aguilera, Bob Geldof, Pierce Brosnan, Liam Gallagher, Vi- Melanie C, Victoria Beckham, Gary Barlow. Whoa. I don't know this oh guy and That's Noel a lot Gallagher. of celebrities. Some have criticized the band for having lots of covers, having the same sound on every album released, lack of musical instruments, and lack of songwriting skills, which is a, a t- typical boy band. Yeah, complaint. yeah, yeah. Everyone gets critiqued yeah. for that. Um, there was a lot of songs that were yeah. so collaboration. Uh, before their success, they served as supporting acts for Backstreet Boys and Boyzone. Since then, they've recorded studio and live performances with acts including Mariah Carey. They did Against All Odds and Take a Look at Me Now. Lulu, Diana Ross, uh, Donna Summer, and a bunch of other people. 
But yeah, so they've done a lot of collaborations. They've done a lot of things. And apparently had a lot of merchandise as well. Uh, Were they selling it during the 10 years that they weren't together? Like Some of the products they have officially released. And they jack the price? Aside from the musical releases include video games. Interesting. Oh my God. Cadbury chocolates, books, calendars, tour merchandises, teachers, t-shirts, jewelry, stationery, toiletries, dolls, watches, clocks, mugs, duvets, wallpaper, keychains, and posters. Um, and then their Coast to Coast album in Asia included an MRT transport ticket. Like, I guess that's a subway or something. Oh, don't uh, know. Calendars, postcards, posters, uh, stuff. That stuff. is Lots great. of stuff. So <laughs> perfume, gift sets, X and with love. So they've done that as well. So they've done a lot of charity work as well. And yeah, so... There you go. Lots of information about Westlife. Very extensive. That's very thorough and detailed. Thank you, Chinzia. Sorry. So there you go. There's just... I feel like I really know Westlife now. So I feel like... uh, Do you really? No, I just feel like as reading through all that, they were kind of like the Backstreet Boys of Europe, if you will. Sure. If Backstreet Boys weren't popular, so that's probably a bad example. The NSYNC of your... uh, they were just a big band. O-Town. 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 Possibly. Uh, they would sold, they maybe sold 98 degrees. Way, maybe way 90 degrees. Well, no, I would say maybe the NSYNC of Europe because it'd be sold around the same amount of albums, yeah. right? So let's just say that. But so, okay. NSYNC had more international They appeal? did because really they know. obviously started in Germany and all that. Okay, jazz, whatever. Let's move on. So Thank number you. eight, best-selling boy band. Good job, Westlife. Sorry, Westlife fans. I couldn't talk more, but it's already at 28 minutes, so we're moving on. You're literally minutes. at almost 30 minutes, bro. Okay, see, okay. I didn't think I'd have anything to talk about, so here we go. She's like, oh, I'll be here for five minutes. So, yes, so good times. Anyways, all right, Lydia, Lydia Dream Street, let's do this. I am so excited to talk about Dream Street, and it's going to be, unfortunately, less than 28 <laughs> minutes. So sorry, Dream okay, Street you fans. Know what? Yes. Go on. Okay, sorry. There was more Westlife angry people than requests for Dream Street. All right. Very well. Dream Street was a short-lived American pop boy band that was formed in the mid-1999 by Louis Batteroni. Why are these people all named Lou? Well, I think it's like a name. Did he inspire them? Yeah, yeah, there you go. And Brian LeCow. Uh... I am sure that's how you pronounce it. Okay, let's, who are the members? Was later disbanded in 2002 following a legal dispute between the parents and the the parents of the boy band members and the band's managers. All right, so they uh, originated in New York um, in uh, 1999, 2002, and they their label was Atlantic. Uh, the members were Jesse McCartney, Greg Raposo, Matt Ballinger, <laughs> Frank Galazzo, and Chris Tuesdale. Tuesdale. Tro- Tuesdale. I, I feel like I'm pronouncing these all wrong. What? Okay, um, so they were originally named Boy Wonder, um, but the and the band featured several boys aged 11 to 14 from the New York Broadway acting scene. I all feel like that was not to interrupt you. I feel like that was their, probably their downfall because 1999 to 2002 was like the prime boy band time, but they were probably That's too true. young. Like they were younger than mm. us in that time. And so they're babies. Se- yeah. Seemed a little gross, maybe. I don't know. I do remember seeing their posters and I actually just looked at one of the pictures that we printed out and I'm just like, Jesus, they're babies. Yeah. Yes, they were. Maybe it's for the younger sisters of the other maybe. boy band fans. All yeah. right. So so all of them had prior stage 
an acting experience, so which was their little niche, right? Um, so um, they were the new faces. Then, sorry, you'd need less training. This is true. They've done this um, on their own. Yeah, exactly. So they changed the name from Boy Wonder to Dream Street, which was the name of Lacau and Baldarini's recording studio in New York. Um, they had the songs uh, It Happens Every Time and I Say Yeah, frequently played on Radio Disney. Um, and in the late 2000s, Dream Street made an appearance on a show that fellow member uh, Jesse McCartney was, had an occurring role on, All of My Children. Uh, the final Dream Street release... Sorry, okay. good show. I, I don't know. I don't watch it. Uh Sorry. Okay. It's, it's gone opera. now. It was a soap opera. Oh, no. Okay. Oh, Susan. was that the one with like, little no. Timmy? No. No, that Susan. was passion. Susan Lucci. Oh, my God. Sorry. No, Thank you. Passion, that was so Lydia. creepy. Oh my it was God. very creepy. No, yes. All my children was Susan Lucci. Right? Yeah. Susan Lucci You're right. is a very yes. popular soap person. Was that the one with like, the sons of time? No, that's Days of Oh, my God. Jesus. Okay, doesn't matter. Yeah, Move sorry, along. I didn't mean to do that. No, no, okay. Let's continue, shall we? Sounds of time. Sounds <laughs> of time. Okay, um, okay the final Dream Street release uh, was the soundtrack uh, to the 2002 Biggest Fan starring uh, Dream Street member Chris Toolsdale, who uh, co-starred with his uh, Kalila Amarahaya, who played his biggest fan. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't know these people. <laughs> then the... Okay, okay, pronounce this for me. Kalia Amaraya. Okay, moving yeah, on. You're not gonna so it was a movie about her being his biggest fan. That's correct, okay, yes. Gotcha. And then the boys released two DVDs in 1999 and 2001. Um, the Breakup. Wait, no, actually, no. Let's, let's talk about their singles very quickly. Um, it Happens Every Time came out in 2000. I Say Yeah in 2001. Uh, Sugar Rush, the Valentine's Day limited edition, came out in 2001. And With All My Heart in 2002. So that was their four major hits. Um, the compilations, Pokemon, the movie 2000 oh. as well. So wait, the same Pokemon movie? Yes. I so. That is so interesting. interesting. I wonder who else is, is on this interesting. Album. Wow. I believe Aaron Carter was also on that album. I'm just going to like put it out there. M2M. M2M was on there too. Who the hell is M2M? It was like a girl group. The lady had really bushy hair, <laughs> okay. and and then like Kenny was Don't like, "This song, love yeah, he loves that song. He like burned me like a CD. He's like, baby, listen to track number one. And it was M 2 M, and I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. But All right. well, he got you, so I guess so. Damn it, <laughs> damn it, the CD worked. Uh, anyways, uh, while Chinze is researching as she does, I'm going to keep continuing. Uh, then they also were on the Little Vampire soundtrack. Which I think Chinzi had liked that movie. Uh, Radio Disney Jams Volume 4. Nice. Uh, the biggest fan soundtrack and Radio Disney Jams Volume 5. Wow. Fun uh, fact O Town was also on this Pokemon movie soundtrack. Good wow. lord. Wow, interesting. Song called One Heart. Uh-huh, very nice. Oh, and Coming to the Rescue. Pokemon the movie 2000. Would you just like soundtrack. to read the soundtrack? Because I know you're going to interject with people. So <laughs> No, I feel like I'm. Okay, so The Power of One, Donna Summer. Dreams by Alicia, They Don't Understand by Dream Street, Wonderland, Angela Via, All Your Heart Plus One, Extra Mile, Laura, Flying Without Wings, Westlife, Pokemon World with Youngstown. Oh, I remember that band briefly as well. Uh, And Nobody's Angel, Blah, Blah, Blah by Devotion to Music. Oh, I thought that was like you're just saying. Pokemon by Weird Al Yankovic. Oh Oh my God, not surprised. I think we need to listen to this album, guys. I chose one by the B-52s, One Heart by O-Town, one by Denise Lara, Coming to the Rescue O-Town, and then there's two instrumental tracks, Dance of the Bellosum, 
and Legend Comes to Life. So I Whoa. guess M2M was on the other Pokemon soundtrack. Yeah, maybe right. There's been a lot of Pokemon movies. Who knew? Who, Who knew? knew indeed? Now you know. All right. Um, the videos they released, uh, Dream Street Live in 2001 and Dream Street Live at the Creaton Theater in 1999. Oh, what what are you Criterion Theater. Okay, sure. Criterion Theater. Okay, and then they're, they're in the Why movie. Are those the, two sharing the microphone. The biggest I, fan. Yeah, I know. And they're in the movie, the biggest fan. All right, let's get into the juicy gossip. Ooh. The breakup. We want the tea. We, we want the tea. tea. Here's the tea, hunty. All right. Uh, in the mid 2002 parents of the boy bands filed a lawsuit against Baldurini and Lukau, uh, following the under. I don't know. Luke the Howe? managers. The, the managers. managers. Two okay, managers. Yeah, Luke Howe. Okay. Okay. Er, Luke Howe. Okay. Uh, <laughs> following the uh, alleging that the underage band members were exposed to booze, women, and pornography. Oh, straight out of the Lou Pearlman book. That's my kind of party, man. <laughs> I'm, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. These boys were 11 to 14. That is correct. Okay. Maybe yes. a little bit young. Mm, nang, nang, nang. Okay. Anyways. Buddy, not, no. No, no. I meant, I meant like Lou. If, if Lou was like, oh, Jesus. Lou would be like, mm, <laughs> Okay. You know. Nah. Keep, okay. keep talking, friend. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> okay. I wonder if they lived with this manager thing. Who knows? They were still with their parents. This is New York. I mean, everything's very tiny. I'm sure they're in like close quarters, you know. Okay, in August 2002, the producers were ruled against releasing the five members from their contracts. Oh. Well done. All right. And quickly, I'm going to go into the pro post-breakup careers. Jesse McCartney has enjoyed a Most very popular one. Yes. Enjoyed a very successful solo career, releasing four CDs and spawning three top 10 singles. He's appear appeared on many t TV shows, including Disney's Hannah Montana and The Sweet Like of Zack and Cody, which I know you watched constantly, yes, probably. Did. And Hannah Montana. <laughs> as well as a 2008 episode of Law and Order SVU. I love that Ooh. show. I know, like, I feel like when you make I it, feel like. I wonder if he was a murder victim, or a murderer. It's possible they or have witness. like so many seasons, or a random guy eating a bagel walking. Yes. <laughs> is that Justin McCartney? <laughs> Wasn't just uh, Justin Bieber on as a murder yes. guy? Yes, he was yeah. murdered. He was shot, and everyone's like, "Yay!" <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um, anyways, Jesse had a starring role on the WB show Summerland. I watched that show as well. Did you like it? I did. Okay. Lori like Lachlan was on it too. Uh, Alongside future stars like Zac Efron. Yes. And was uh, set to star in Lock and Key, but the pilot was not picked up. Aww. Aww, and then uh, in June 2001, Jesse released a fragrance. Fragrance. What? With me? I cannot speak. What am I going to do? Fragrance for women called Wanted. Ooh, nice. All right. Ooh, Jesse McCartney wanted. wanted. Yes, I know it. When you're a beautiful soul. Oh, did he you get to that part yet? Wanted money. Yes. <laughs> okay, no. no, I'm just getting to this part. Jesse also forayed. Forayed. Forayed, yes. Is this a word? Okay, yes. Forayed. Into voice acting, performing as Dick Grayson or Robin on the show Young Justice. Oh. Uh, he was Terrence in the Tinkerbell movies. 
He was Theodore in Alvin and the Chipmunk films. Uh-huh. And and this is the coolest. Ah, This is, okay, for me it's cool. You guys won't think it's cool. He voiced Roxas and Ventus in the popular English versions of Kingdom Hearts. Oh, my God, which is a uh, series video of video game, games. Right? It's a video game. Oh, it's a video game. Also, it's a Disney video game, It's right? a Disney video game. And like, oh, it's, oh, Kingdom Hearts is so cool. Okay, anyways. And then he starred on the hit series Young and Hungry as Cooper. Oh, yes. I and he opened for the Backstreet Boys. And he's a musician. Did not say that part, that he did solo? It was a very successful solo career, was the first sentence. Beautiful soul, man. <laughs> okay, I don't know. He didn't say what songs. This is I about dreams. I love you Street. and your beautiful soul. Okay, thank you for that lovely rendition, Chinzia. Let's kick go. I love that song. I'm sorry. No, it's and good. I remember when he was opening for the Backstreet Boys. like, yeah, I gotta. And I'm like, oh, I don't know any of these other songs. And I was in the bathroom. I'm like, gotta make it back. Time for Beautiful Soul. And I did, so. It was I think he times. was pretty good, yeah. Very good. Did you wash your and hands? And then, yes, I did. And then that's where um, the dick splash moves kind of came from. Was, that was not beautiful soul, though. But no, it was for that rolling the dice one. And yes. Anyways, carry on, Moving Lydia. On. Greg Raposo has Raposo. Been just say Raposo. Rapo- Raposo. Let her talk Raposo. the way she wants. Okay. Jeez. Oh my that's God. Her. Okay. Continue on. He's been continuing his music career, performing in bands called Raposo. <laughs> And dead celebrities. He's also a real estate investor and developer. So that's great. Always a good job for boy banders. Yes. Definitely. I mean, didn't didn't new yeah. kids do yeah. the... Pretty much everybody has done that. Yeah. I mean, real estate is... And Joey McIntyre married mm. a real estate agent, so there you go. He's lucrative business, man. It's a lucrative yeah. business. They have money to spend. Might as well. Can't go get a job at Home Depot. This is true. Yes. yes. Okay. And then Frankie Galasso has... Galas, I don't know how down to I say Galasso. Okay, Galasso uh, is also a sol- <laughs> solo singer. In 2009, Frankie auditioned to be on Glee, but he did not make the cut. Oh, oh no! And then Frankie was in a movie 2003 called A Tale of Two Pizzas. Uh, oh, I think I might have seen that. Of course, you would have is seen it. Is it the one where they're like they're two competing like pizzas next door Why to each are other? You asking her? Okay, I think I, I might have I feel seen like that that's something on like the W like, Network. I think it's like a W oh, Network Jesus. or Hallmark movie or something like that. And then they go away to college the and then the girl and no. the guy and they get I, together. And I'm this millennial. Has, I don't have cable. Right, I can't so afford shit. It could be that one. It could be a different movie. Because she is mom has cable. Okay. All right. Uh, anyways, um, so Tale of Two Pizzas. And frankly, currently, frankly, <laughs> Frankie <laughs> currently performs with the first national tour of Jersey Boys, which oh. is a Broadway musical. Yay. Very nice. All very right, nice. don't worry. There's two guys left. There's okay. two guys left. There's two. Okay, go. Two. Yes, you're right. Go. I'm reading off the I'm paper. sorry. I'm not going to talk anymore. Go. Oh, Jesus. Crib me. Okay, 28 minutes, girl. Let girl, me have my... Girl, let, let me get my 12 minutes, 12 minutes to shine. <laughs> Thank you. Chris Toolsdale, since the breakup, <laughs> has started in his solo career, uh, even being in a second movie with... Kalia Amaraya called <laughs> Seducing Spirits. Ooh. In 2010, Chris popped up again in the public eye when he appeared on Disney Shake It Up as a parody of Justin Bieber on an episode called Age It Up. Uh, Chris also appeared in uh, recently on the show Days of Our Lives. He auditioned for The Voice in 2012, but he did not make it past blind auditions. Oh, he currently works at a dance studio. Nice. Okay. And our last guy, Matt Ballinger, who... Balling, Ballinger. Bellinger. 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 Yeah, Bellinger. He did not go solo. He went on to be the lead singer for a band called The Juice, which broke up in 2008. What? The Juice? The Juice. Wow. The Juice. Okay. No, it's it's just called The Juice. Okay. I'm trying to be shitty. Why do you look confused? No, because I could have sworn somebody was on... 
Austin and Allie, but okay, continue on. All right. Well, he um, he's currently the singer of a brand new band called Open Till Midnight, and he appeared on an episode of Thirty Rock. And he is married uh, in 2013. So that is all I have to say about that. Good job. Thank you. Yeah, that was wonderful. All right. So happy to help. <laughs> Thank you. Good so job, my buddy. band is Five Seconds of Summer, Five SOS, which is five, which the fans call Five Sauce. Thank you very much. I don't know um, why. That's not how it's spelled. So, all right. Thank you for that, Chinzia. But how would you pronounce SOS? Five SOS. This is SOS. And they're like, it's not SOS. It's five sauce. And I was like, excuse moi. Well, now we know. Thank you for that bit of information. No problem. And now I'm going to read my information. Okay. Thank you. Uh, Five seconds of summer, often shortened to five sauce, are an Australian pop rock band from Sydney, New South Wales, formed in 2011. The group consists of lead vocalist and rhythm guitarist Luke Hemmings, lead lead guitarist Michael Clifford, bassist Calum Hood, and drummer Ashton Irwin. They were originally YouTube celebrities. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's okay. Posting videos of themselves covering songs from various artists during 2011 and early 2012. They rose to international fame while touring with the English Irish Irish band One Direction on their Take Me Home tour. I know who they are. Oh, oh did we heard of did One Direction? Did they open for Wendy in North America? Yes. I think so. Okay, continue. Okay, sorry about that. No, no. Go on. <laughs> okay. Um, they have since released three studio albums and headlined three world tours. In early 2014, the band released She Looks So Perfect as their debut single, which topped the charts in Australia, New Zealand, Ireland, and the United Kingdom. Their self-titled debut album was released in June 2014, peaking at number one in 11 countries, and was followed by a live album titled Live Sauce. They went on. No th- comments from Is that how you pronounce it, or am I saying I, it wrong? I think that's fine. I, okay. You guys yelled at me for interrupting. I'm trying not to interrupt. Okay. Thank you, Lucinzia. <laughs> they went on their first headlining tour, Rock Out With Your Socks Out, tour to support the album. Did they sell socks? Oh, I hope they did, but it doesn't say they that they put did. They their socks in special places. Oh, oh you never know what they're doing on tour. It's the biz. <laughs> it's the biz. Sex sells. It does. All right. The band released their second album, Sounds Good, Feels Good, in October 2015, topping the charts in eight countries, and was followed by a live documentary DVD called How Did We End Up Here? They went on the Sounds Live, Feels Live world tour to support the album. In December 2016, the band announced the release of their B-sides and rarities under the title This Is Everything We Ever Said to celebrate their band's fifth anniversary. The band released their third album, Young Blood, on June 15th, 2018. Oh, I know that song. Okay. Okay, it sounds familiar. Okay. I didn't realize that was them. That is them. Cool. It became their third number one album in their home country. In the U.S., Five Seconds of Summer became the first Australian act to achieve three chart-topping toppers on the Billboard 200 album chart. 
They also became the first band, not vocal group, to have their first three full-length albums debut at the top in the U.S. They went on the Meet You There tour to support the album. All right, and then there's... Uh, the band in, uh, attracted interest from major music labels and publishers and signed a publish publishing deal with Sony ATV Music Publishing. Despite having no promotion apart from on Facebook and Twitter, their first music release, an EP entitled Unplugged, reached number three on iTunes chart in Australia and the top 20 in both New Zealand and Sweden. Their international following significantly increased when One Direction member Louis Tom Tomlinson posted a link to the YouTube video of their song, Gotta Get Out, stating that he had been a fan of Five Seconds of Summer for a while. In quotations is what it said there. Good job, Louis. Well done. It is good, yes. That helps. Uh, where else? Okay. Five Seconds of Summer spent the second half of 2012 writing and developing their sound with Christian LaRusso and Joel Chapman of Australian band Amy Meredith, with whom they wrote two songs, Beside You and Unpredictable, that were featured on their second EP, Somewhere New. The EP was also co-produced by Chapman. Five Seconds of Summer released their first single, Out of My Limit, on November 19, 2012, whose video clip received over... 1 million views within the first 24 hours. The band were once again the subject of interest for One Direction when Niall Horan posted a tweet of the link to Five Sauce first single, Out of My Limit. So thank you, One Direction, for their for support. Come on. So kind. They are. Especially right. when they were on their way out. They're like, ah, here, have another band. <laughs> yes. <laughs> On February 14, 2013, it was announced that Five Seconds of Summer would support One Direction on their worldwide Take, Take Me Home tour. The tour kicked off at the O2 Arena in London on February 20, 23, 2013, and Five Seconds of Summer joined One Direction for shows in the UK, the UK, US, Australia, and New Zealand, including seven shows at All Phones Arena in Five Seconds of Summer's hometown of Sydney. While on break from the Take Me Home tour, Five Seconds of Summer returned home to Australia where they played a national headlining tour oh, ironic. with all dates selling out within minutes. It was around this time when the band began to gain popularity and become well known. Does everybody, does, do you guys know Five Seconds of Summer? Some of the songs. I know the one. I know the one. The song. one that we were singing. Yeah. Okay, and that's the I only song the that you know. I think I saw them at the MMVAs last year. They were very like in their own little group. Okay. <clears throat> On November 21, twenty thirteen, the band announced that that they had been signed to Capitol Records. On February fifth, twenty fourteen, Five Seconds of Summer listed their debut major label single "She Looks So Perfect" for pre order on the iTunes Store. Okay, I don't need to read that anymore. Let's see what else. La, la, la. Are they still together? They are still together. Um, so, uh, as, as I said, their years active is 2011 to present. So, that is still the Good case. Um, I would like to talk about High or Hay Records and Departure from Capital Records. Because I feel like that's Dun. important tea to know. Yes, here we go, guys. 
On January 27, 2014, the band announced that they would be setting up their own label, High or High Records. On the label's website, the high band... High or High Records, okay. Higher Hay. Higher Hay. Oh. Yes, sorry. Thank you, Lydia. No problem. Um, the band stated that aside from releasing all of their music through High or Hay Records in conjunction with Capitol Records, they would also be signing a roster of bands and releasing their music via the label. That's so nice mm, of them. Good nice. job. Yes. On March twenty, and make more money. Good see, job. they know what they're doing. On March twenty fourth, twenty fifteen, the label signed pop rock man Hey Violet. Um. Okay. Oh yeah. Yes. Oh wow. New band Hey Violet. <clears throat> After the release of their third album Young Blood, and before the release of their single Easier, the band left Capitol Records and was signed to Interscope Records. Wait, 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 wait. <clears throat> Weren't they doing their own thing? Now they're signed to another one? Yes. So they left that. They did their own thing. And now they're they're signed again to Interscope Records. Oh. Cool. Very nice. Yes. Okay. I'm just reading the information okay. as I see it. Yes. <laughs> I just, I just, I wouldn't, I work for myself or no? Yeah, absolutely. But I think that was because it was like in the early years, like 2015 uh, kind of thing. So now they're like, oh, okay, we need to make money. Mm -hmm. We need the labels, um, things to help us out because we're not making as much Mm -hmm. as we could be. Uh, Right? I don't know. That's what I think anyways. Um, Oh, philanthropy and supported causes. Would we like to know about the supported causes? Sure, why not? Okay. On October 26, 2018, Five Seconds of Summer released their cover of British rock band Queen's Killer Queen. The single was released before the scheduled premiere of Queen's biopic Bohemian Rhapsody. That's how you say it? Sorry? The single was part of the series of covers of Queen songs that meant to support the Mercury Phoenix Trust, an an organization founded by Queen's band members after Mercury's death that aims to provide support in the fight against HIV-AIDS. Queen's manager, Jim Beach, expressed his gratitude and excitement towards the band for supporting the cause. In December 2018, the band performed on 24 Hours of Reality, Protect Our planet protect ourselves a two-day web telecast organized by the climate reality project an organization which is led by former u.s president al gore that helps raise awareness about the effects of climate change all right and that's all and then i will talk about the awards very quickly sure and then finito all right in 2014 five seconds of summer won american music awards new artist of the year MTV Europe Music Award Artist on the Rise and Best New Artist, MTV Video Music Award Best Lyric Video for Don't Stop, and Area Music Award Song of the Year for She Looks So Perfect. In 2015, they won Area Music Awards Best Australian Live Act, APRA Music Awards Breakthrough Songwriter of the Year, MTV Europe Music Awards Best Australian Act, People Choice Award Favorite Breakout Artist, in 2016, they won Teen Choice Award Choice Summer Music Star Group Choice Summer Tour for their sounds, Live Feels Like Live Tour, and Choice Music Rock Song for Jack Blackheart. And in 2018, they won the Teen Choice Awards Choice Music Group, Choice Summer Group, and Choice Songs Group for Youngblood, an MTV Music Award Best Rock and Area Music Award Best Group. And in 2019, the band won iHeartRadio Music Awards Best Duo Group of the Year. Ooh Thank la you la. for that, uh, All right, guys. Five sauce. All, All right. right, cool.
Okay. One more to go. Let's do it, Diane. You Put can just in. do five minutes. <laughs> I was going to skip it entirely because I really think that our listeners are dead or asleep by now. But I literally yeah, have like 10 minutes. How many minutes did I have? Like 10? Uh, more like 15. Okay. okay. All right, whatever. Diane, go to your band. Let's do but this. The good news for everyone who's is listening true. is that mine is barely a band. So That is true. This that is, is very be, true. I probably will be five minutes, and I really apologize for the length and boringness Chinzia. of this episode. Ex- All yes, right. I sorry. promise that next week we're bringing, we're bringing some back some good stuff. <laughs> we're bringing All right. Woo! So time for the band no one asked for, Big Time Rush. Woo! Um, I feel like one of our friends follows this band a lot. Sophia? Good, yes. Okay, whatever. What did you say? Big Time Rush. Uh, yeah, I think it was maybe Delhi. Yeah, maybe Delhi. Delhi I think? Yeah, I think okay. Delhi. Yeah, Delhi. Oh, okay, I like For you, Delhi. Thank you, Delhi. Maybe she asked for this. Who knows? Anyways, uh, so like Together, as we mentioned in the Together episode... Uh, Big Time Rush is kind of a fictional boy band in that uh, it was more of a TV show rather than an actual band. So, but they were on Nickelodeon at during the same time that the Joe Bros were on Disney. Ah, so they were kind of competing. Nickelodeon's answer to Joe the Jonas Bros. Brothers, like the Monkees versus the Beatles. Well, no, no, no. But kind but yes. kind of more like Backstreet versus NSYNC. Uh, what? That's the same shit. Okay. But it, sure. this is what I mean. It's the okay. same shit. Okay, okay. It's just on a different network. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You know what I'm saying? It was like a cheesy show. You know what you're show. saying, but go ahead. All right. So basically the show was on the air from November t- 2009 to July 2013. Um, so it focuses on the Hollywood misadventures of four hockey players from Duluth, Minnesota. Now, the character names, and you'll see where I'm going with this. The character names are Kendall Knight, James Diamond, Carlos Garcia, and Logan Mitchell. But the real names of these people are Kendall Schmidt, James Maslow, Carlos Pena Jr., and Logan Henderson. So like the Jonas Brothers, they use their real first names but a different last name. Ah, Interesting. Gotcha. Yeah. I don't know why they just didn't use their real names or complete fake names. Because I guess they're making parodies of themselves, so they didn't want to be like, Hold this on, is what, what is Carlos What is the Jonas' real names is? No, no, on the show. <laughs> on the Jonas oh my Brothers God. show. Oh, they weren't you. Nick Jonas, Joe Jonas, and Kevin Jonas. They were. They had a different last name. I can't remember the last name, but they did have a different last name. Sorry, I did not know this information. Continue. Yes, they had a different last this name. This is why we do it, to learn this information. Which escapes me at the moment, but it was not Jonas. Anyways, uh, so yes, these four guys, not a five, not even a five-member boy band, for shame. Ooh. Um... These four guys uh, are selected to form a boy band by fictional mega music producer Gustavo Rock. Ooh, a Francer. Okay, I, I feel like they missed out on an opportunity to call him Lou. I don't know. Thank you. Come yes. on, Nickelodeon. Come on, guys. What are you doing? Do you even know boy bands? God. The Jonas Brothers to be fake fair, last it's Nickelodeon, name. so they're to children. Yeah, right. Lucas was the last Lucas, name. Lucas, there you go. I knew it was something super white. Yes. Anyways, um, so like one of their big songs was just called Big Time Rush, and it was literally the theme song, theme song to their yeah. show. Could anyone hum it? No. Nope. nope. Never watched the show. I have watched the show, and I, I didn't watch it until more recently, the last few years, and it's actually pretty funny. I enjoyed it. I Shocking. It was a good show. 
they're kind of all living in a hotel and they're doing their hockey thing, but they're also singing. And then there's always like hordes of girls chasing them around. And then one of them has like a bratty little sister who like pulls pranks and the moms live there. That and must stuff. be who this girl is where I was like looking for five guys. And then I was like, one, two, three, Sierra. What? That's a girl's name. Anyways. <coughs> yeah. So they had, yeah. And the moms and stuff like that. And yeah, it was good. And then there was like the evil record guys who always wanted them to work and they didn't want to work. So I only watched a few episodes, but I liked it. I thought it was cute. Anywho, <laughs> um, they also had a movie uh, called Big Time Movie that was released in March 2012. Um, I won't go too much into the show because I really want to talk about them as a boy band. And I mean, there's a lot of information about this show, but that's not the point here. The point is we want to know about the music and it's been an hour and you don't care about the show anymore, <laughs> do you? Anyways... <laughs> Kendall Schmidt as Kendall Knight was the leader of the group. James Maslow as James Diamond was the handsome one. They were all pretty good looking. Um, Carlos. So Carlos Pena Jr. Wa- was as Carlos Garcia was the crazy, wild, and fun-loving yes, one. Yes, he was. Yes, he was ridiculous. Yes. And Logan Henderson as Logan Mitchell was the smart one. And yes, Sierra Bravo was Katie Knight, Kendall's troublemaker little sister. Yes. Anyways. Wacky adventure. What the craziness? For a moment, I also thought that Eric Michael Estrada was on the show, and then I realized it was Eric Estrada from Chips. So, like, I don't know. Anyways, um, they had some singles, none of which I knew any of, but uh, it seems like the first one was just like with the show. They don't even really, they didn't really release any singles. It was just music for the show. Their second album was the one that actually like went out in November 2011. Uh, their song, If I Ruled the World, featuring Ayaz, was their big single, I guess. This one, the music sounds better with you featuring Man, maybe sounds, sounds familiar. familiar. I think I, I know that song. It might be a cover. Who knows? They had a lot of other songs, Love Me, Love Me, You're Not Alone, Superstar, Paralyzed, Blow Your Speakers, Epic. None of them really did anything great. I'm not going to lie to you guys. It was mostly just music (laughs) for the show. Thank Uh, you. Basically, uh, it was a very, it was like the fourth most popular show on Nickelodeon, but everybody knows that Nickelodeon is not as good as Disney. Uh, and they have so some good episode channel. Yes. People were like, this is garbage. It's just a ripoff of the Jonas Brothers. And it's less organic because it doesn't feature siblings. So That's this is true. BS. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know why they had to be hockey players and musicians. I don't really understand don't that part. That, so they're down to earth. It's yes. a storyline, right? Carlos would wear a hockey helmet many times throughout so, yeah, the show. So yeah, basically no they reason. released four albums. Uh, BTR, which is Big Time Rush, oh. released in October 2010. Uh, Elevate, released in November 2011. I think that's the one I was talking about with the songs that maybe we've heard before and that actually, that was probably like their, you know, biggest uh, thing. Although it says BTR went gold. That's well, weird. There you go. Anyways, and then 24-7, but seven is written as the word and not the number. Oh, interesting. Like 7-Eleven. In June 2013. The last note that I would like to say about Big Time Rush. Yep, the last note. 
is that even Big Time Rush has a Christmas album. Just saying. Come on, Backstreet Boys. Boys. If Big Time Rush can release Holiday Bundle, you can do it too. Hopefully it's coming up. They did say it was coming this year, I think. But They lie. They lie all the time. Uh, I Here's believe hoping. all of the Big Time Rush guys did solo stuff afterwards. I, I don't think. know. That's not on here. I feel like they did. <laughs> Carlos <laughs> changed his name to Penna Vega. He we was have one of three. It's been over an hour <laughs> and nobody asked for Big Time Rush. They don't care. Okay. It was mostly <laughs> Chinzia who cared. Listen. Listen. I'll tell you to... what I know. Yes. Carlos changed his name to, to... Carlos Penna Vega because him and his wife, who was one of the freaking kids on. Spy Kids. Yes. She was one Alexa of the Spy Vega. Kids. They combined their last names and he was on Dancing with the Stars Dancing with the Star. and they're yes. also at in a Hallmark time movie where they get married as Nick Carter sea. and then James Maslow was also on Dancing with the Stars and then he was on Celebrity Big Brother and he's yes. very handsome but very arrogant sometimes oh. it happens when yes. they're handsome and, and Carlos, had, Carlos had a drug problem with weed Oh, yeah, that was ridiculous. Yeah, that was funny. Yes, Anyways, that anyway. was very right, interesting. Cool. So I hope you learned some new stuff about bands. And I hope you didn't sleep or anything. If you did, whatever. Listen next week. We'll be shorter. I swear it's going to be better. I promise. Please come back. Oh, my God. Thanks for taking Would a break with us, guys. Would you swear it again? Until <laughs> next time, please Thanks keep for taking back. a break with us, guys. Until next time. Thanks for listening. Bye.